What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Good Human. Today, we're going to be talking about fitness and exercise, having a healthy relationship with exercise, and also getting into a little bit of body image. So I did want to upfront let you know that that is what this episode is about. If those topics are sensitive to you or you don't want to hear about them, feel free to skip this episode. I completely understand. Before we jump into that though, I did want to tell you guys about something that I did. It's completely unrelated to this topic at all, but I did take a week off Last week from the podcast, um, we had an unexpected doggy death in my family. It was so out of the blue and it was really difficult to hear about. And for like a week afterwards, it just would not stop raining. And I just felt like the earth was like mourning with me a little bit. And so the one day I went out into the backyard when it was raining and I sat on a chair and I just cried in the rain. And I've never done that before. And I don't know if anybody else has ever done that, but... It was like the most cathartic thing I've ever done. I felt so connected to like my emotions and the earth after that. That sounds so like hippy dippy, but it was the discomfort of my emotions paired with the discomfort of like sitting in the rain. And I got to thinking the rain is is kind of like the situation I was mourning. So the things that are going to bring you the most joy in life also have the ability to bring you the most pain, which sucks, but that is the the yin and yang of it. If you're going to experience amazing joys in life, you have to also be prepared to experience really, really painful things. I was thinking about it in terms of the rain. A lot of the times we think rain is this like awful thing. It ruins people's plans. It ruins the day. But as I was sitting in it outside getting soaking wet, I was like, what's what's so bad about this? Like, it regrows all of the greenery outside. It's not doing anything negative to me. Like, I'm sitting in the rain and nothing bad is happening. And I don't know if that comparison makes sense, but it kind of helped me mentally not get through because I'm still not over it, obviously. It's a really hard thing to get through death in general and, and pet deaths, especially like childhood pets. But just reminding myself to sort of reframe the situation, it was helping me in that moment. And I don't know, I just wanted to share a little bit about that. Like I said, completely unrelated to what we will be talking about today, but if you're going through some stuff and it's raining, (laughs) I would highly recommend just going outside and sitting in the rain. Even if you don't have to cry, you're just feeling down, just go out and sit in the rain and just like think. Anywho... (laughs) Moving on to a little bit more of a happier topic, we are talking about fitness today, which is one of my most favorite things. Um, If you don't know, I am a certified personal trainer. It'll almost be a year now since I got my certification last summer, and I have such a huge passion not only for fitness, but for, I guess, like joyful movement, you could call it. I'm a firm believer in having a very healthy relationship with fitness, and I haven't always had a very healthy relationship with fitness, so I'm super excited to dive into this today, and I think that's probably a good starting point, is how to have that healthy balance and relationship with fitness. 
think the first thing I want to touch on is that there's not just one way to do fitness. We see everybody's lives on social media and I think it can be really easy to get in this mindset that we need to be doing something. We need to be working out the same way other people are, but there are so many ways to get your body moving and I think that is the most important part, moving your body in a way that brings you joy because if you're forcing yourself to exercise or move in a way that you don't actually enjoy, you're on like a fast track to resenting fitness entirely and it's just gonna hurt your relationship with it so I highly recommend doing a little bit of exploration if you're new to fitness and sort of finding what you actually enjoy doing a little bit of background on my journey I guess all throughout high school and the first half of college I thought that you just were supposed to like walk on the treadmill for an hour and a half and do ab exercises (laughs) and I hated it I never wanted to do it. I forced myself to do it just because I wanted to look a certain way and it didn't even help me look the way that I wanted to look. So that's like a prime example of forcing yourself to do something that you don't actually enjoy. Like I wanted nothing to do with it. It was miserable. I dreaded it and I couldn't stick to it. A huge part of sticking to your fitness routine is actually enjoying the fitness routine. Why the heck would you want to continue to wake up and do something every day that you hate? So obviously that never stuck for me until the summer going into my junior year, I got some little baby five pound dumbbells and I started to do a little bit of weight training and I really, really was enjoying it. It was fun for once in my life. I was feeling good. I was looking forward to it. Then the five pound dumbbells were a little bit too easy for me. So I got 10 pound dumbbells and then 15 pound dumbbells. And then I learned a little bit more about what I was doing and I actually really fell in love with lifting. I started finally going to an actual gym that had heavier weights, and I was loving it. I figured out what I love, which is strength training. I love to lift. It makes me feel so good and so strong. It makes me feel accomplished. I look forward to it. It never fails me. That is the mode of exercise that I love the most. And while I think it is important to incorporate strength training into your workout as a personal trainer, like it just is important. If you hate it, I don't think you should force yourself to do it. I also love Pilates. I love yoga. I love taking walks. Like there are literally so many ways that you can incorporate fitness into your life that don't require you to get a squat rack and a barbell set and plates and, you know, getting your hands all calloused up. Like if that's not what you want to do, don't do it. You don't got to do nothing that you don't want to do, okay? Exercise is undeniably important for our health, but I don't think it's something to force. I think out of my experience, when you like something, you will do it. So find what you like and you are a lot more likely to continue doing it and quote unquote stay on track. That kind of leads me into the whole motivation versus discipline thing. A lot of people start these health kicks because they get some sort of burst of motivation for whatever reason and that motivation excites you you want to try something new you want to start exercising that motivation will carry you for like a week and then when you've lost the motivation you're like well what the heck now what do i do and that's when everyone's like it's not about motivation it's about discipline it's about being disciplined and i don't know what it is about that word but i find it so gross Like, I am not a cadet at boot camp. I don't know what it is about the word discipline, but it makes me feel so icky. I personally don't like 
the phrase motivation versus discipline. I totally understand where it's coming from and I agree that motivation is only going to carry you so far. But going back to what I said before, when you find something that you actually really enjoy doing, and I firmly believe that everybody can find a mode of exercise that they really enjoy doing, you'll want to do it. It becomes part of your routine. It becomes part of your life. It's not something that you need to have discipline and make yourself do when you don't want to. I think that's something that's really changed for me over the years. I've taken a much more gentle approach with myself in a lot of different areas of my life in the last like year, year and a half because I used to be very disciplined. I used to force myself to work out on the days that I didn't want to. I used to force myself to eat things that I didn't want to. I used to force myself to not eat things that I did want to. And I just think it really goes against listening to your body. I think when you combine finding something that you really enjoy and listening to your body, you're setting yourself up for success. There's no need for motivation or discipline. It's just something that you like doing that makes you feel good, so you do it. And like I said at the beginning, how there's not just one way to do fitness, you also set your own expectations for yourself. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Stop worrying about how many days other people work out, how many minutes they work out for, how many reps they're doing, how much weight they're lifting. Like, we are all incredibly unique individuals and it's so important to tune inwards and figure out what you like and what you want to do. You get to set your own expectations, you get to figure out what you like, and you get to figure out what fitness and exercise will look like in your life because it is going to look so incredibly different for all of us. I think something else that a lot of people typically bring up in this conversation that I am going to agree with is having a why. What is your reasoning for wanting to have a fitness routine in the first place? And you might think that answer comes really easy to you at first, but I want you to like sit back and really absorb that question for a second and think about it because your why needs to be strong. If we are going to talk about the motivation versus discipline thing, like what is getting you through those hard days where you don't want to show up, having a strong why is so important in that scenario. So when you think about your why, it has to be something that's really meaningful to you. Meaningful enough that On the days where you don't want to go do your workout, it's going to get you there. And again, speaking from experience, in the past, my whys have been very much related to my physical appearance. My whys have been to look a certain way. And that will not get you very far. Not only will it not get you very far because it's not a strong reason to wake up in the morning and do your workout, but I think it creates a really bad relationship with exercise. Again, you're on the fast track to resenting fitness and also resenting your body if it's not performing in the way that you want, if it's not looking the way that you want. I just think it is a recipe for disaster. You're setting yourself up to be really disappointed in yourself and to end up disliking, resenting, hating the workouts that you're doing. So I'll give you an example of some of my whys. I probably have two main ones when I think about it. First one is just my overall health. Like, My physical well-being is so important to me. I want to live a long, happy, healthy life. I don't want to have medical issues. So I'm going to do what I can right now, every day, to ensure that my future looks good. Future for myself, future for Matt, future for any kiddos that we might have. I just want to ensure that I am the happiest, healthiest version of myself. And that is a strong why for me. That's something that is really important for me. And so I think about that. Whenever I fall into a rut or I'm not feeling my workouts or I don't want to do it anymore. 
Because as much as I do believe that if you like something, you'll do it, of course, we all have ups and downs in life. We fall into ruts and we go through periods where fitness maybe isn't our first priority. But that why for me always brings me back and grounds me and reminds me why I want to do this. My other big reason why, which is a little bit more present, is that fitness is huge for my mental health. I notice an insane difference when I'm not moving my body. And again, I don't even mean like a super regimented lifting schedule, just moving in some way, like getting outside, taking a walk. I notice such a big difference when I get moving and grooving. And so that is, again, another huge reminder why I want to do this. And that's something I had to really think about in the past, coming off of having all these aesthetic goals and just wanting to look a certain way and exercising out of hatred for my body. I really had to sit down and like write this down and think about it. But those have been the two driving factors in continuing to live an active lifestyle. And I think that's a really helpful thing if maybe you're not so much of a lover of fitness, even though, like I said, I do think you can find something that you like. If you're not super obsessed with it, having a strong why can really push you through. I do want to talk a little bit more about the relationship between exercise and wanting to change your body and just sort of body image in general. I've been thinking about this lately. The more and more I heal my relationship with my own body and with fitness, the more I've been thinking about this. And this is not a super fun topic and I don't know if anybody else talks about this or if anybody else like has experienced this or if it's literally just me. So let's just dive into it. Part of accepting your body is to stop judging other people's bodies. For us to create a world where we're not defined by our bodies and our size means that we cannot judge others on their body and their size. And I want to like pause for a minute and let that sink in because again, I've been feeling like, am I the only one that's dealt with this in the past? But I think it's maybe because we don't realize we're doing it. I obviously don't think everybody is just out there actively judging others maliciously, but unlearning these sorts of things, unlearning diet culture things is a huge part of changing the way we see things. So I think it's important to talk about. Because of media, because of the age we've grown up in, because of diet culture, we probably were all taught at one point, or at least influenced to think at one point in our life, that being small is more beautiful. Being skinny is beautiful. That's something that you should strive for. And so for a majority of my life, I believed that. It's not like I ever saw someone overweight or someone with a larger body and immediately was judging them and thought they were ugly. Thinking back on it and reflecting, I didn't see beauty the way I would if I were to see someone with a flat stomach or a thigh gap. I didn't see the same beauty in a thin Victoria's Secret model as I did in the average size woman. And that sucks to admit. Like, that is so incredibly gross. Because of the world that we live in, I did not see beauty in myself or in others unless they fit what society told me was beautiful. That's not something that we're just born with. Like, that is something that is taught to us. We're products of our environment and it takes work to unlearn this stuff. And I always like the explanation of something might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. I think this is a perfect example. It might not be our fault the way we view people and the way we view the world, but it is absolutely our responsibility 
to work on that and change that. That goes with any sort of harmful behavior that you were raised with. You have to acknowledge it. You have to learn and change. And the reason I bring this up is because I've been noticing lately as I gain more acceptance and appreciation for my own body, and especially as I stop chasing after being the smallest version of me, I have found so much beauty in other people's bodies. I scroll on TikTok and I'm like literally blown away by other people's beauty because there is not one way to be beautiful. We are all meant to look different. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, even if we all ate the same things and exercised the same way, we'd all look different. And we would. It's so true. And that's so amazing. Beauty doesn't fit into a mold. Beauty isn't what society tells us it has to be. And I really, truly believe that when you work on healing that relationship with yourself, you open up like a whole new world of beauty in yourself and among other people. And I know I've even heard other people say that it's not about anybody else. People just genuinely don't like their own bodies. Like, they'll point out something on themselves that they don't like. And then they're like, but if you have this or if you do this, I don't care. Like, you're awesome. You're beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. I just, I think it's horrible on me. And I feel like it's so important to point out that that's still harmful to other people. First of all, that's so hurtful and harmful to yourself to speak to yourself in a negative way like that. But can you imagine the feeling of hearing someone who looks just like you, someone who has the same body as you, say how horrible and ugly they look? And you might think negativity and self-hatred even that you have for yourself is just about you and it doesn't affect anybody else, but it literally affects all of us. Like, it just continues to create this horrible whirlwind of chaos filled with diet culture and beauty standards and, like... I am so passionate about this topic. I don't know if you can, like, feel me through the audio getting worked up about this, but I just want other people to feel worthy. I want other people to feel beautiful because I have felt unworthy and I have felt unbeautiful and I have felt disgusted with my body and I've hated myself and now I'm at a point where, like, I feel like a completely different person. I can't believe that is ever how I used to feel about myself and so literally all I want in life is to help other people not feel that way anymore. And I could go on and on and on about this topic, but one of the last things I'll say, it was something that I saw on TikTok, and I think it really relates to this topic of body image, self-perception, and exercise, specifically wanting to lose weight. And it said something along the lines of, ask yourself, do you want to be smaller or do you just want to be more confident? I'm a I'm going to pause for a quick sec. Repeat that real quick. Do you want to be smaller or do you just want to be more confident? As someone who once was like 30 pounds lighter than I was right now, I can say with confidence that being smaller does not automatically bring you more confidence. If you genuinely do want to lose weight for whatever reason, that is very personal and I will never judge someone on that. That is your choice, but I really, really urge you to think about why you want to change your body, why you want to lose weight in some way, because I think a lot of us want to feel good. We want to feel confident, but losing weight doesn't necessarily have to be the way you get there. You don't have to be small. You don't have to have a thin body to be confident. And like I said, 30 pounds later, I am the most confident I have ever been in my body. I spent so long chasing after this body 
that I thought would finally be the thing that brought me happiness, would finally be the thing that made me feel confident in myself when it was never about how I looked. And it had everything to do with my self-perception and my self-worth. And those were the things that need addressed. You cannot hate yourself into happiness. I feel like a comparison that makes sense is like, if you're not happy alone, you can't be happy in a relationship. Meaning you cannot rely on another person to be your source of happiness. I fully believe the same goes for your body. If you don't feel worthy and confident in your body, changing it will not bring you those things. And when I shifted from doing things out of hatred for myself or guilt and started doing things out of love and appreciation for my body, literally everything changed. Like I said, I'm so passionate about this topic and I want everyone to feel good about themselves regardless of what your body looks like because guess what literally does not matter what your body looks like that is the least important thing about you also not to mention the fact that beauty standards change like all the time if that's not enough proof that beauty standards are bs like i don't know what is there used to be stick thin models and then everybody wanted abs and then we wanted a thigh gap and now we don't want six-pack abs and we don't want thigh gaps anymore we want to be fit but we want to be curvy skinny thin eyebrows were what everybody wanted and then it switched to everybody wanting big thick full eyebrows like you literally can't keep up you simply cannot spend the rest of your life chasing the next thing in beauty standards and the fact that they change so much like i said it's proof enough that it has no basis societal standards have no right to tell you how you should look and more importantly how you should feel about yourself i feel like i just released so much i love talking about this topic how many times can i say i'm passionate about this topic did you know that i was passionate about this topic incredibly passionate about it moving along i think the last big point that i want to make in staying on track again quote unquote that's another phrase that i don't like there's so many phrases within like diet culture and the fitness world that i just think are icky that being one of them there's no track you're just living your life. You're just doing your thing. You're doing a fine job. There's no track to fall on and off of. But I do think this is important to point out because this goes for lots of different things in life, not just fitness. But when you follow up on something you say you're going to do, that builds confidence within yourself. Like when you say you're going to do something and then you do it, you're proving to yourself that you can trust yourself. You can think of it in terms of a relationship with someone else. Oftentimes when I'm thinking about my relationship with myself, it makes it a lot easier to think of it as two separate people. So if you think about yourself with a friend, if you have a friend that says they'll be there for this and they'll help you do that and they'll come over for that and then they just never do, like, why would you want a friend like that? Who wants a flaky friend? Nobody. So why would you be flaky to yourself? The best kind of friend is the one that is there for you, the one that shows up, the one that follows through on their word, and that is the kind of person you need to be for yourself. So I find that using that sort of analogy in terms of fitness can also be really helpful with showing up for yourself, sticking to your words, sticking to those goals. You're just going to hurt yourself over and over if you continually make goals and don't follow through on them versus you're going to build so much self-confidence and trust. If you make a goal, you work hard, you stick to it, you are proving to yourself, giving your brain evidence that you should believe in yourself. 
before these episodes, I always write down my talking points, and I think I got through everything that I wanted to touch on. I'm trying to keep these episodes, like, relatively short for a podcast. If you're into longer podcast episodes, let me know, because you bet your bottom dollar I could keep talking about this topic, among many other topics, but... Like I said in the last episode, I'm really liking ending these with a couple questions from you guys. On my Instagram, I put up a little box that said, let me know if you have any fitness-related questions, and so I pulled two, well, I kind of combined a couple questions that were similar, but I have two questions here that I want to go over before we wrap things up. The first one is how to have a healthy balance, how to not be so all or nothing, so black and white. Another question that was similar to it was how to have that balance between listening to your body but also not being lazy and being disciplined. When it comes to being all or nothing, I feel like I'm the president, CEO, queen, prime minister of being all or nothing. I have a very mm, intense personality, especially when it comes to things I'm trying to achieve. I am very much all or nothing, or at least I have been in the past. And again, that has been a long process of unlearning things, unlearning perfectionism, letting myself make mistakes, letting myself rest. I've like deleted the word lazy out of my entire vocabulary because it just did nothing for me. So without having more detail on what exactly you mean by all or nothing with fitness, I think something that has helped me is being easier on myself. I mentioned earlier that I've had a much more gentle approach with myself, and I don't know if that sounds counterintuitive. A couple years ago, if you would have told me to be easier on myself, to be gentle with myself, to let myself take a break, I would have been like, that's the exact opposite of what I need to be doing. Like, I need to be pedal to the floor on my goals. And all that ever did for me was burn me out. I set far too high expectations for myself. And for what? Like, ask yourself that. Maybe that's a good starting point. Why do you need to have all these expectations for yourself? Why do you feel like you need to be killing it 24-7? I've sort of neutralized a lot of things in my life, which I think have helped. I think being an all-or-nothing person, you're very familiar with labeling things as good or bad, successful or failure, and when in reality, things are just things. Events are just events. Things just happen. They do not have to have good or bad label. And working on taking those labels out of my life has helped a lot in a lot of different areas of my life. Something I've practiced is just letting things happen. Like, just letting life happen. Just doing things day by day. Not overanalyze everything. Not over planning everything. And Like I said, that's something that I've just kind of been doing to every area of my life, but I think it's definitely applicable to fitness, and I for sure have a lot more calm mentality when it comes to fitness and my goals. I don't expect the world out of myself because that's not fair to myself, and it just sets me up for failure. I'm pretty relaxed on the days that I work out. I used to be extremely regimented and scheduled where like Monday I had to do this, Tuesday I had to do this, whereas now I get four-ish workouts in in a week. It doesn't matter the days that I do it. It doesn't matter the time of day. I don't know if this is like an immersion therapy thing, but diving head into all of the things that made me uncomfortable have made me much more comfortable 
in not being so black and white, not being so all or nothing. And doing this has made me learn that all of the things that I thought would impact my success, all the things I thought wouldn't put me on the path I needed to be and help me achieve all my goals has actually helped make me a much happier person. So again, that's not very specific like fitness advice, but I think that can definitely be applied to fitness. Same thing for how do you find that balance between listening to your body but not being lazy and like still being disciplined. I think a lot of the things I said already at the beginning probably go towards that. Like I think when you find a way to exercise that you like, it's a lot easier to listen to your body. Your mind doesn't get in the way as much versus when you're forcing yourself to work out in a way that you hate, your mind is going to get in the way there. It's a lot harder to listen to your body in that scenario because your brain is going to be like, Mm-mm, I don't want to do this. I hate this. So for one, find what you like. And I think that makes it a lot easier to listen to what your body needs. Also, what I said earlier about how you set your own expectations, you set your own schedule. Don't worry so much about what everybody else is doing. There is no such thing as lazy. You need to do what is best for you, and that might take a little bit of experimenting, might take a little bit of time to figure it out, but whatever works best for you is the right thing to be doing. I feel like a broken record. I say this so often, but everyone is so different. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and worry about what's best for you. The second and final question that I wanted to touch on was, what do you do when you plateau? How do you get past a plateau in fitness? And for anyone unfamiliar with what that kind of means, it's when your progress sort of stalls out. And again, this is a very general question and a general answer. My first question back would be plateau in what sense? Like in weight loss? Are you plateauing in muscular growth? Are you plateauing in endurance? It really depends on what form of exercise you're doing and what you sort of mean by plateauing. But again, I will sort of give a general answer and hopefully that helps. There are a variety of reasons why your body plateaus or why your progress stalls. First one I can touch on is that your body has sort of gotten used to what you're doing. Your body's adapted to the routines that you're doing, to the exercise that you're putting it through. So once you've reached that level of adaptation where your body's like, yeah, cool, I know what we're doing, I'm good with this, then you sort of stall out your own progress. So general piece of advice would be to look at your workouts and see if it's getting repetitive. If you're doing the same thing every day for six weeks, you're no longer going to see the same progress that you saw when you first started doing it because your body's gotten used to it. So maybe it's time to shake things up, try something new. So there's that side where maybe you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Maybe you need to try new things. But there's a whole other side where your body might be trying to tell you something. You might be overtraining. You could absolutely be overdoing it and that is why your progress has stalled out. You also need to remember that your body needs a certain level of fat for overall health and just general function. So if it's a weight loss thing and your progress has stalled out, it may be because your body has reached a point where it, can't, it doesn't want to get rid of any more fat. Like, your body likes to have fat on it. it. It feels good. It's healthy for it. It's important for a lot of different functions. So that might be a reason. You also might not be eating enough, which again, I know can sound really scary, especially when it comes to weight loss. But you can only get your calories so low. There's a baseline amount of calories that you need and will look different for everyone depending on a lot of different factors like your height and your weight and your activity level. But you need those baseline calories to just be a living human being. And the problem comes where a lot of us are chronically under eating. 
we've been taught that you need to eat less and less and less and less to lose weight, but you can only get your calories so low before your body throws its hands up and it's like, what are you doing here? Are you trying to kill me? Like, we can't do this. We're not losing any more weight. In that situation, you may need to slowly increase your calories, which I know, I know, I know sounds backwards, but you need to get yourself back up to eating an appropriate amount for your body in order to lose weight. Food is not the enemy, my friends. That is a whole other topic that I'm extremely passionate about that I will absolutely get into on a future episode. But you need food to function, and we don't need to fear food. It's delicious, for starters. It provides our body with so many things that it needs to function. You will feel so much better when you're eating the right amount of food. One other thing that's important for your overall well-being, but especially fitness, is rest. Make sure you're sleeping enough. That might impact a plateau as well. The last piece of advice I'll give on the plateau thing is maybe think about measuring your success differently. I measure my success much differently now than I used to, which has helped me not quote-unquote plateau. When my only measure of success was the number on the scale, I was like setting myself up to be disappointed. In that scenario, you might think you've plateaued. The scale won't move any lower, but there is so much more than the scale. First of all, the scale doesn't even accurately represent what is going on in your body. If you are strictly looking at physical progress, there would be measurements that you could take. For me, the scale did not move at all in the first like two years of me working out, but my body looked completely different. I had completely different measurements. I was wearing different clothes. So for starters, that might be why the scale is not the best way to measure your success and can set you up for failure and make you think that you're not progressing. But even outside of any sort of physical measurement, outside of weight, outside of size, there are so many ways you can measure success. And I found that those methods of measuring my success are so much better for myself mentally and then set me up for even more success. Celebrate all of the wins, even the small wins. So some of the ways that I measure success now is how I'm feeling, is how much weight I'm able to lift, how strong I'm getting. Nothing has made me feel as badass as seeing the weight increase on what I'm able to lift. Like knowing that I am getting stronger, knowing that I'm able to hold weight that I used to not be able to hold. Like I literally started with five pound dumbbells in my apartment bedroom and now looking at the weight I can squat or deadlift or even just hold on to now that makes me feel so good and excites me so much that I'm like ready and raring to go it's just a snowball effect of positivity whereas the scale or any sort of physical measurements which absolutely can work for some people I am not knocking it just for me I know that it does not suit me mentally But I think it can also set people up for failure and for disappointment more. I know that when I was so reliant on the scale being my measure of success, it would dictate my whole day, my whole mood. If I would step on that scale and that number wasn't what I wanted, it would literally destroy the rest of my day. So when it comes to plateaus, I would maybe reframe the way that you think about them a little bit and just remember there are literally so many ways to acknowledge your success, measure success, and feel fantastic about yourself. And with that, I will wrap things up for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Seriously, it means the world to me. My heart gets a million little butterflies when you guys tell me that you listened or that you liked the episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
and I will talk to you next time. See ya!